1: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving
2: Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 6, No Head Wife.
1: No head wife. You have to be careful you don't put a comma in there anyway. Because it could be no head wife. A little too long of a pause. But to be fair, I think it's safe to say that Cody hasn't got any head from any of his wives in quite a while.
2: That's how we're kicking things off?
1: I guess. Well, I was going to go with... You can also name this episode All Neck Wife if you want to do that. No head, all neck.
2: Oh, the irony of the fact that she pinned the quote for my Big Fat Greek Wedding about the neck that turns the head on Pinterest
1: is just chef's kiss. And as we've established before, what a neck it is. The TLC description for this one is, Christine questions why a nanny is allowed around Robin's kids when her family is not. So Cody produces a long list of COVID rules that the nanny follows. Janelle thinks some of it is ridiculous, but the wives wonder why they didn't get this list sooner.
2: I have some suspicions around why nobody saw this list sooner.
1: Theories. We'll get into the particulars here in just a bit. But in the meantime, let's hear the Carly episode rewrite.
2: Christine reveals a family secret. Cody Googles nanny COVID rules. Janelle auditions for the office. Robin comes down with a case of liabilities she got them full-blown liabilities.
1: <laughs> and yeah, Cody better clear his search history before he goes over to this meeting.
2: <laughs> he probably left the browser screen up at home. Let's be real.
1: Recent searches. But no, he doesn't use Google. He uses Ask Jeeves.
2: <laughs> oh, Jeeves.
1: He's a Yahoo search engine for sure. <laughs> By preference.
2: Just whatever his computer security software has defaulted the browser to.
1: Yeah, who's got good maps? I like them. <laughs> Print my driving directions.
2: All right. Before we get into the content of this episode, hope you all are making some fun New Year's Eve plans. Don't know if you're going to be spending them with uh, Andy and Anderson or maybe Mary and Jen.
1: That's right. It's Friday with Friends and it's New Year's Eve edition. So make sure you log into Instagram and watch Mary's Friday with Friends. She might be sipping on some champagne. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That starts at 7 p.m.
2: Pacific time on New Year's Eve.
1: You think she's going all the way up till midnight?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> be for a solid two hours there?
2: And please, if you do watch, you choose to join, do not be a troll to Mary because you will get banned. Let me tell you, she is good at multitasking. She speaks, she pauses, things don't make sense. It's because she's reading your comments And she is blocking you.
1: Watching the live stream is a privilege, not a right. And it can be revoked at any time that Mary sees fit. So please be careful and enjoy responsibly.
2: Also, for those of you who listen on Stitcher, for some reason last week, the episode didn't update when it should have. It should be on there now. If that ever happens again, feel free to reach out to us.
1: You can send us a tweet over at surviving underscore pod. Let us know what's up. It happens from time to time. Sometimes the... It loaded everywhere else. So, usually, there's another spot that you can get your fix in the meantime before <laughs> the technical issues are resolved if it does happen again.
2: Let's get into it. There is a lot to unpack in this episode. Wow.
1: It was an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, we kick off with the usual. The wives are recounting the move to Flagstaff and recapping COVID, how damaging this has all been for their family.
2: Robin and her kids are tired of the tension. Thought that was interesting.
1: Of the attention?
2: (laughs) No, the tension in the family.
1: I thought the only tension that she had at that house was too much attention.
2: (laughs) Then we got the footage of Robin cutting weeds in her formal wear.
1: Well, she's whacking them, baby. (laughs) She's whacking those weeds.
2: Maybe she needs a landscaper, not a nanny.
1: Maybe. That'd be money well spent. I don't think she's doing that good of a job. Kind of going at it diagonally. (laughs) That's not how that works.
2: Cody must have told her that Christine spilled the beans about the nanny, so she had to get outside and shoot some B-roll that made it look like she's doing something around the house.
1: Yeah, but even that wasn't convincing because, yeah, it looks like she just came straight from the mall food court. Takeout only, I'm sure. (laughs) She was out cruising around.
2: She did have her safety goggles on, though. Safety first. There you go. According to Christine, almost all of their family conversations center around COVID now, which is exhausting.
1: Which is why they cut it out of the episodes, (laughs) because you would not have an audience anymore if we were all just storylines stuck in COVID.
2: Mary shares something interesting. There are no protocols in place to ensure that they can see each other.
1: I'll translate for Cody. There's no protocols.
2: (laughs) Protocols.
1: Protocol.
2: (laughs) Basically, the theme of the episode is that everyone is over dealing with each other and covid and the family may never recover from this. It's
1: a nice little dose of optimism to get the episode started off here. Cody's going to be swinging by Christine's to touch base after Isabel's surgery in New Jersey. It's their first face-to-face conversation about it. Actually, it's probably their first face-to-face conversation in quite some time. It's been over six weeks <laughs> that Christine's been gone. And I think the last argument they had was on Coyote Pass and Christine stormed off. So here we are. I'm sure it's going to go swell. We find out that Cody's looking forward to COVID going away so that he can get back to ignoring Christine for his own personal reasons.
2: (laughs) Good luck with that. Anyway, (laughs) Isabel's recovery has still been rough. She's been home a week. Every day she questions whether it was the right decision to get the surgery because she's still in so much pain. And Cody just wishes she would hurry up and recover already so that he can quit feeling guilty. Is that the bedside manner that she needed? Maybe it's okay that he didn't come on the trip.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he didn't have his face pressed against the window wishing her well here.
2: <laughs> also, she better not resent me for the rest of her life about this.
1: Don't resent me. Don't do that. That's your personal choice.
2: Everything is about Cody.
1: Just like how it was my personal choice to not go with you to surgery. But that's a different thing because that's my choice. It's not your choice. But Cody needs Christine to stop going places and stop having people over so he can stop by, you know, when he feels like it, if he feels like it. And it's the same conversation that he had with Janelle last week. At least we've taken a step in progress here. Cody's not asking Christine to kick out any of her kids out of the house yet. I guess she should count herself lucky. Right. He's basically like, you know, there's plenty of great medical homes that we could put Isabel in for her recovery. (laughs)
2: He hasn't rehomed anyone here yet. So. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Truly, she's getting a little mouthy. <laughs> getting a little uppity. Maybe we'll just send her off to boarding school for a little while.
2: Christine's answer to that is no. I'm going to keep having visitors. I want to travel because the people that we see when they come here, we go there, they spend 100% of their time with us. They are here focused on us, with the kids, and you, Cody... You only come around one or two times a week. So why am I going to give up that interaction for that limited interaction with you?
1: This is where Cody has to get into an argument. No, this was three or four times a week. Christine, I've kept count how many times I've had to come over to your house and punch the clock.
2: It is so grueling for me to come over here that, believe me, I remember every second I spent in this home. I
1: wrote them all down every time I came over. I have the time card to prove it. So then it's a whole argument about, is it one to two times a week? Is it three or four days a week? Whatever it is, it's not enough. And the main difference, because Christine even had to cut Cody off because he was about to rebut mid-sentence when she was explaining it. And it's like, no, dude, listen. Even when you are around, you are not present. You are staring at your phone and you're just waiting to leave again.
2: And there was an episode last season, or was it season? It was last season. It was when it was Truly's birthday party And you did not even know Cody was in the room until they panned over to him in the corner, sunken down into a chair, texting.
1: He's just in the living room on his phone, not saying a word, not interacting with anybody. Because then we even get a breakdown here about the rotation. There used to be a pre-COVID rotation. There used to be a pre-Robin rotation. Yeah, that one I think was a little more successful. But (laughs) the pre-COVID system was two nights at Janelle's, two nights at Robbins, two nights at Christine's. Mary is not a part of that equation. Don't want her.
2: Doesn't that suck? Because there's a seventh day and Mary didn't even get one day. He would rather just start the cycle over again than go to Mary's house.
1: On the seventh day, he rested. Yes. Because <laughs> the math is slightly off on this too, obviously, because if you, that's six nights, but I guess that would equal out to seven days. Where does that extra day land? I think we can guess. Probably at Robbins. But I have theories about this because then we, again, heard even on those interactions, those one to two days or three to four days, however you count it, that Cody would swing by. Apparently, he was just coming over to Christine's for meals and then ducking out first thing in the morning the next morning.
2: Wasn't that terrible? And I believe this because Janelle backed it up. She also said that Cody only came around one or two days. And actually, it's better now that there's COVID because out of necessity, he has to stay there longer. So now maybe she gets three, four days out of him. But in the past, it was one or two. So Cody's story does not align with reality here. And yes, he's doing fly-by visits at Christine's. He's stopping by once dinner's on the table, not a second sooner. Then they would watch a movie as a family. He sat on his phone. They go to bed. They wake up and he's gone.
1: Like the Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> no, here's my theory. Cody's just an alley cat. You just put out food for him. He moseys up. He stays the night. And then before you even wake up the next morning, he's gone again. (laughs) He's like the wind.
2: She just wants to know, why can't he spend entire days here? I know he spends whole days somewhere else. You can say it, Christine. Say her name.
1: I'm afraid to. (laughs) She's afraid she's going to conjure her. It's like you say Robin three times and she just appears behind you. But this is where Cody's going to throw out the vacation accusation again in passing. The only people you see, Christine... Is on a, some sort of vacation. That's how you get to see people, I guess.
2: In fact, you were just on vacation in New York, New Jersey. Not even sure where you were.
1: Wherever. <laughs> Downtown New York City. You were Times Square, Manhattan.
2: In the middle of a pandemic.
1: In the middle of a pandemic. How irresponsible are you?
2: I want to remind Cody: people do not go on vacation and get surgery.
1: Unless you're an American. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. <laughs> well, it's cheaper.
2: In this case, your daughter got an extremely painful, invasive surgery midway through her vacation, and then Christine became her round-the-clock caregiver. Not really a relaxing vacay.
1: This is where Cody has to remind Christine, there are other people in the family, other wives specifically, who make it possible for Cody to see his kids. Christine doesn't. So he's getting upset by that. So he's starting to shut down, just like Truly's kidneys did when she was three. <laughs> remember that? He suddenly remembers it. Yes, but he doesn't remember the full story because I'd like to take a look at how we got to that situation because there was a a little touch of flu that got us there, a week of fever and dehydration that led to Truly's kidneys shutting down because Cody was watching the kids while the moms were on vacation. vacation. It's so triggering.
2: He's telling Christine they need to change their behavior. You do that, you get more time with me. And she points out that is nebulous. What do you mean change behavior? Because again, nobody has a list of rules to follow. Cody just says these things, gets in the car and disappears and goes back to Robin's house.
1: Well, you're not doing what I say is Cody's stance. If you're not doing what I say, you're not doing the things I want, then I'm upset with you.
2: So upset that he feels slighted. And I think that that's the crux of the problem here that he has with Christine and Janelle. This is a big blow to his ego that he has two wives and two sets. I guess you call them two sets of kids. What do you call them? Two families of kids? Two pods? Two pods. Pods of kids. Sure. (laughs) And they would rather spend time with other people than with him.
1: Wow, isn't that something?
2: (laughs) Imagine if you neglect your family long enough don't bother to continue to build and maintain those relationships that one day they might say, meh, it's not that important to hang out
1: with you. Just saying, it happens. And we're seeing it happen, but Cody wasn't ready for it to happen because his family, based on his religion, is legally obligated to love him. (laughs) And he was kind of counting on that. He was banking on that. They agreed to eternity,
2: but they did not agree to eternity for quarantine. Christine points out, We agreed to do that stuff, but that was six months ago now, Cody. I don't want to do this anymore. We need to reevaluate.
1: The world's changing. But this is where Christine takes a little turn for me, where then she kind of compares COVID to driving a car and equating that level of risk in the same way. Makes me feel like she's maybe not taking it as seriously as she probably should in some regards. I mean, It outside certainly of, seems that way. I mean, outside of the medical recommendations, clearly for a surgery procedure for her daughter. Obviously, she was taking that very seriously.
2: It definitely seems like she is not willing to give up seeing other people who live in other places, probably because she's trapped in a marriage with a man she can't stand, living in a place that she doesn't want to be any longer and feeling lonely. So she wants to escape and go someplace else not justifying it just wondering if that was not the situation if she would have maybe handled it differently
1: yeah but it seems to be that's how the decision's going cody has to shine a light on it again robin is doing anything she would do anything to make sure that cody's at her house christine's just not doing that you see the difference is because robin understands the big picture for the family the whole family christine doesn't
2: Yeah, she's doing selfish things like asking me to come to her kid's surgery for six weeks. What's that about?
1: I can't do it. But look, Cody needs to remember that comparison is the thief of joy. You can't compare these two wives. (laughs) Don't do that.
2: Then it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Christine metaphorically takes her hoops out and she says.
1: Yeah, she was looking like Jenny from the block here (laughs) in this scene a little bit.
2: (laughs) And she asks Cody, how is it any different? If I'm the only one going shopping here in this house, Isabel doesn't go anywhere. Robin has a nanny who comes to the house every day. And the reason she does that is because her husband does the shopping. So why can't Isabel come over then? How is Isabel different than the nanny?
1: And this is where Christine's trying to explain it because clearly Cody has an issue with the decisions that Christine is making. The level of risk that she's choosing to introduce in her home, he's not happy with. But Christine is then asking, why can't Isabel and truly come over then to see their siblings and spend time together. What does the nanny do? (laughs) Who is your nanny and what does she do?
2: (laughs) Cody's face when she mentioned the nanny. Oh, busted! wow.
1: Super busted.
2: It was very obvious that this employee is someone that everyone is aware of in the family and nobody is supposed to talk about on camera.
1: Nobody. Yeah.
2: Because that would make Robin and Cody look like hypocrites. (laughs) Right. Well, here we are. And he's trying to explain on the couch who this person is. We still don't know. She's a nanny. She helps the kids with schoolwork. Sounds like she does all of the household things that Robin doesn't want to do, perhaps, like clean the groceries down and alcohol wipe the mail, as we find out later. She
1: wears masks. She don't shop. She was there. That's how she became the nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Cody tells Christine, the problem is you don't keep the same rules as
2: the nanny. But what are the rules?
1: Then please tell me these rules.
2: He can't name them off the top of his head.
1: Look, I need some reinforcements here. I know I made all these rules, but I need Robin around to remind me what the rules are so I can enforce them properly.
2: This is it for Christine. Either Cody needs to guarantee that they're going to have Thanksgiving together as a family or she's leaving because she has other invites out there.
1: She's got RSVPs due, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Yeah, because I think some people took this as her threatening to leave, as in leaving, leaving. And it's like, no, 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 we're not there yet. I think she just meant she's going to go to Utah and she's going to be with people who want to see her and her children.
2: Right. She's going on vacation again.
1: Vacation.
2: They both seem pissed. He's getting ready to leave. She slams the door behind her
1: back. They're at an impasse. Cody's out of here. No progress. They're just, that's how all their conversations end now. Just one of them storms off.
2: He does acknowledge that there's a breakdown of trust in the family, which comes into play later when we talk about the rules. Good talk. But in the meantime, the family is gathering for Tony and McKelty's baby gender reveal. It's so exciting to find out the sex of a baby who's already been born.
1: Spoiler alert. (laughs) Gender is a social construct.
2: (laughs) McKelty doesn't even know how many months pregnant she is. Tony has to inform her of that.
1: It's probably the best time to be pregnant, is during COVID, during quarantine. You lose all track of time. <laughs> it's like, wow, four months? We're already halfway there. Go us. <laughs> Look at that. We got this.
2: Then we find out that McKelty wants to have a home birth, but Tony is terrified by that idea.
1: Yeah, production's like, we'll be honest. They're easier to film, especially now.
2: Then we get all of the wives talking about home births versus hospital births. Who cares? Have your baby how you have your baby, whether it's how you want to or how it ends up. Honestly, it wasn't riveting.
1: I bet you we're going to have to watch home birth footage of this child (laughs) within the next season.
2: I really hope that we don't.
1: I'm not looking forward to it.
2: If we do, TLC, please keep the size of the segments about this long. It was like five minutes and that's all we could handle.
1: It was manageable in these quantities. Yeah, so Tony and McKelty are staying in a hotel. That's how they're socially distancing while they're here visiting. They're staying in a hotel. They're not staying in the same house as Christina and her kids.
2: Cody is here to remind everyone that social distancing is something they should do. So he is wearing his mask outside to prove a point to everyone.
1: Did you notice he took it off at some point? Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm not usually paying attention to what Cody's doing.
2: <laughs> well, how could you? When Mary is lost, wandering around the property, almost falling into the elephant toothpaste.
1: Oh man, elephant toothpaste. Yeah, I wasn't ready for the science lesson on that either. (laughs) Yeah, Mary's in the splash zone. She sits down. She's got her folding chair. She's like over by the fire pit. She's claimed her stake over there. She's like, yeah, this is a good spot. And then she slowly realizes, hmm, nobody else is over here. (laughs) And I'm kind of behind Tony and Miguel Why did she choose to sit there? The cameras are all facing me. (laughs) Uh,
2: Everybody else, the entire family, is sitting across from her staring at her. And
1: she just goes, am I in the wrong place?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that Mary was much more on top of seating arrangements.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then we learn about the elephant toothpaste. It's mixed. It's foam. It's a foam thing. Maybe
2: it'll work. Maybe
1: it won't. Depends on if you put enough dye in. Maybe we'll put some dye in it. Maybe we won't. (laughs) Maybe we'll accidentally put both and it's not enough. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing.
2: Should have watched the YouTube video a couple more times because the foam starts coming out and it's this weird orange yeasty color. Yum. (laughs) Everybody's very confused.
1: (laughs) Well, I couldn't make it too pink because then it would be pink elephant toothpaste and that would just offend everyone.
2: Well, it's time for a backup plan because it never turns a color other than this strange orange hue. And so Christine opens her shirt to reveal it's a girl.
1: People are excited. That's great.
2: (laughs) And for some reason to celebrate, Christine shoves a cupcake in Tony's face.
1: Well, that was because he threatened Isabel with cupcake in the face. So this was retribution for even thinking that he was going to be able to do that.
2: I mean, whatever you say. Christine, you just wanted to shove a cupcake in Tony's face. Why not?
1: (laughs) And that's not socially distancing, by the way.
2: That's over. We're moving on. Everyone is coming over to Mary's house today because Cody
1: has come up with a list of rules for everyone to follow. Yeah. Robin's pretending that Cody came up with some specific rules, listed them out, and we're going to review them with the other wives today. She doesn't know what they're going to be. Oh, big shocker. (laughs) Just like how we don't know... The sex of the baby in the last scene. <laughs> Don't know.
2: Mary is over quarantining at this point. She does not want to sit six feet away from everyone on Thanksgiving and Christmas.
1: Quarantining or quarantining?
2: <laughs> she is enjoying quite a few quarantinis, which I think may tie back to why she couldn't find her way to an appropriate seating position.
1: <laughs> am, I the, am I in the wrong spot? Hopefully she gets
2: to the right table on Thanksgiving or Christmas.
1: <laughs> right. And in her backyard today <laughs> for this meeting.
2: <laughs> Cody starts things off by telling everyone that Christine was asking what the rules are for Robin's nanny. Why does the nanny come over? Why can't we come over? So here is an itemized list. I have sanitized my hands and I'm distributing it.
1: During distribution, Mary makes the mistake of joking that it's the list of rules that Robin made up. <laughs> Not Cody. (laughs) That does not go over well. Wow. Man, I wish she could have tried that joke out on a different audience. She did not have. She's been alone for six months in her house. Stuff that comes into her head sounds funny. (laughs) It makes her laugh. She just says it. She lost the filter during quarantine. It just came out. Robin and Cody are pissed.
2: Robin says, no, actually, I didn't.
1: She goes full defensive mode. Has to make an announcement then to everyone. Please just stop. Don't be suspicious of me. It'll make my job a lot easier if you are not suspicious of what I'm doing. Just let me do what I'm doing.
2: Mary seems genuinely caught off guard. No one tells her anything in this family. So she had no idea that this was such a touchy subject.
1: To be fair, granted, she wasn't able to work out the material (laughs) at open mic night anywhere. But... I think Mary has done this before. This is a passive aggressive move that she's done where she does joke, quote unquote joke about things, but she's actually saying something that she means and is taking a shot at somebody.
2: That's definitely possible. But once they both jump on her, cause Cody and Robin both start coming for her at the same time, which in the past, Robin stays out of things like this. She lets Cody be the one who handles it, but not this time.
1: Cause I will say again, veiled insults. They're bad. It's not, effective communication but the way that cody and robin respond to this and slam mary over it is next level this is even weirder because then they flip it instantly and they're like it's not about you mary she's mid apology it's not about you mary shut up
2: <laughs> what was that about it was so weird How is was apologizing to someone making it
1: about you because mary's like i didn't know i'm sorry that i'm in- no 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 it's not about you what
2: The issue is that people in this family, kids, have complained that Robin is the problem. That she is the one who's made the rules. In case you didn't know, Mary.
1: My money's on Gabe. (laughs) Because he asked Janelle in the driveway, are they dad's rules or are they Robin's rules?
2: That's my thought too. I think that that kid's ballsy enough to call her. Oh, he would call her and be like, look, this is dumb. And I think he would tell Janelle that he was doing it and she would just be like, I don't think you should do that.
1: Yeah, because Janelle can't push the the issue anymore, was her stance. She can't risk the relationships, so Gabe's like, I don't care. We don't have a relationship. <laughs> is it
2: dad or is it
1: Robin? So There's misunderstandings. People calling Robin directly and asking her to loosen up the rules. She didn't make these rules. She is innocent in all of this. <laughs> there's no blood on these hands.
2: When she explains what she said, it was such a made-up story. I was like, uh... I didn't make up the rules. And Cody isn't someone to be run by one of his wives, as we've heard a dozen times in the past two episodes.
1: And then she has to opine, why me? Why? (laughs) They don't know who I am if they think that I would do that.
2: I kind of feel like Robin vented to Mary about the fact that one of the kids called her. And Mary brought this up in front of the other wives thinking maybe it was a dig at them.
1: That makes more sense. Or calling
2: them out onto the carpet. And then Robin and Cody totally overreacted on her because they didn't get it.
1: Yes, that makes way more sense that Mary would try to joke with Robin about it if it was something that Robin had complained to her about.
2: Robin would act like she never said a word of this to her. Especially in front of the other wives. No.
1: In this group (laughs) setting, no. Absolutely not.
2: Because you kind of saw a little spark going off in Janelle's head when Robin started talking about this. And I was like, oh, I think it was one of Janelle's kids (laughs) for sure. And she knows she knows they called because Robin. It was this part where Robin asks everyone to stop directing their children to her. If that's going on in your household, if they're coming to you and saying they think it's me, tell them, please, to stop and not to call me.
1: Don't tell me what to tell my kids. If my kids can look at a situation and think that something's going on, yeah, they should be able to call you and ask about it. They're Aren't old you enough.
2: supposed to be like one of their moms? Yeah.
1: Isn't that the relationship we were going for here?
2: Guess not. Then she has the nerve to say to them, all the wives, she's in the room with Christine, that she's just following the rules because she can't have Ari and Saul spend two weeks without Cody. Maybe don't say that to the woman who just had to bring her daughter for surgery and didn't have someone else, a partner to rely on for six weeks. For eight
1: weeks. Eight weeks. Including quarantines.
2: But your kids, who are perfectly healthy, can't go two weeks without seeing Cody.
1: And a nanny. And a nanny. Don't forget. (laughs) So this is where Cody has to double down. He is all in on this list of rules because then everybody starts to peruse the rules. Cody explains, these rules are straight from his doctor, Dr. Cody Brown. (laughs) And this is what they make their nanny abide by. And then he just wonders to himself, why hasn't his family done this too? Because you never gave them the rules, you idiot. Earlier in this conversation, he said he
2: asked the nanny what she does. He said that when he was sitting around the table with everyone.
1: It was when Mary made her inappropriate joke.
2: Yeah, they were all talking over each other. That's what he was saying. Now he's saying he got these rules from a doctor, their family doctor. So which is it? Did the nanny dictate the rules? Or did the rules come from the doctor?
1: The rules are just Cody's. Cody intakes information from a variety of sources and then just spits these out, pastes them in to a form fittable list.
2: A lot of copy and pasting happened. A lot here. of copy
1: and pasting. Even when Janelle was reading through the rules, there were a few that read close enough to being the same, saying the same thing. Why would you list that twice? Did you proofread the list? No. You just kept adding to the list?
2: He finishes 15 minutes before they jumped in the car to come here today.
1: That has to be what happened.
2: (laughs) I do not believe that this list existed before today.
1: Right, because then that's what Christine's like, why? Why haven't we been able to do this? Because the nanny clearly gets to do this. And if the nanny gets to do this stuff, tell me what the nanny is doing so that my daughters can come over and see their siblings. That's all I want out of this.
2: She did bring up that her kids are the ones who pointed out The nanny situation, which is kind of like, I mean, you have to throw your kids under the bus. But on the other hand, maybe was that on purpose so that they're aware it's the kids who are seeing the inequity here? It's that obvious. You
1: think Saul mentioned the nanny too truly when they played at the the barbecue, the cookout, maybe?
2: I think they know she's had a nanny for a long time. She's always had to function with a nanny.
1: Probably. And then this is the whole other side to this, too, because then Janelle, again, has asked Four months. What would it take for us to get together as a family to see each other? What do we need? No list ever appeared because it didn't exist until 20 minutes ago, like we said.
2: Mm -hmm. Remember Gabe saying that Cody just stopped coming over, but then wouldn't tell them rules for them to follow in order to see him again. This is why this kid's been so mad. It's annoying. (laughs) United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: So now we do have rules, and the rules are wear a mask in public. Sanitize hands after shopping, wash hands often, sanitize purchased products and groceries with alcohol wipes before placing inside house, remove shoes outside, change clothing after visiting shops, other homes, or businesses, no eating at sitting there, I mean sit down restaurants, only takeout, limit shopping, use curbside pickup, two week quarantine after travel or having visitors, no movie theaters, bars, fitness centers, or restaurants, Sanitizing hands, changing clothes after visiting shop. Kids can see friends if maintaining 10 foot social distance and only for limited times. Clean mail with alcohol wipes. So we had sanitizing hands a few different times in there in various forms. That basically just means the same thing.
2: Yeah. Most of these rules aren't that crazy. But there are some of them in there that by this time, this is October, the end of October 2020. There are things in here that are outdated by then wiping down your mail with alcohol wipes was very quickly dispelled. Changing your clothes before you come in the house or taking your shoes off and leaving them outside. These were things that a couple months into the pandemic were no longer being done by people unless maybe you were a healthcare worker. Not to debate the individual rules, but it just seems like the, this list was never revised, right. as more
1: was learned. Well, it didn't exist either. <laughs> <You> know, they, <laughs> that's the trouble here. And I think, yeah, if they had had this conversation, or even if they had presented this, because then we didn't even get to the point where Cody is basically telling them, this is scripture, this is gospel truth, and you need to take it as a transparency and lay it over your lives and see what happens. And it's like, dude, maybe you should have had the list and been like, let's go through this how does everybody feel about the topic of wearing mask in public? Can we all agree that that's probably a safer thing to do that we can, it's a simple thing that we can do and we can just go ahead and do that.
2: That is the major problem here, right? It doesn't matter what the individual rules are. I don't care what your point of view is on COVID. The issue here is that this family never had a conversation in which they decided and aligned on the things that they were all willing to do to keep each other safe or to be able to interact however you want to look at it. Cody didn't want to do the hard work of being a polygamist anymore because that would have meant that they had a family meeting. They walked through each of these items. They decided if they were willing to do it, if they wanted to modify it, and they would have come up with a list that they all agreed on. But instead, he decided to just pull something out of his ass and give it to everybody and say, just do it. That's it.
1: This is it. No questions asked.
2: No debate. Just
1: do it. Shut up and do the thing.
2: It's also mind boggling because when he says that people aren't being safe in the family, he has no idea what they are doing because he's never given them a list. And he's never said, well, which of these things aren't you doing?
1: To be fair, Janelle and Christine were looking at the list. I don't know if that was the whole list because even the when the camera zoomed in on the list, there were a few things that were saying like, stay 10 feet away from people in stores. So like if you go into a grocery store, stay 10 feet away from people. That's not realistic all the time in those instances. So it's like, yeah, I can see where Janelle and Christine are reading through this and they're like, some of these are kind of overkill and some of these are just outright, nobody is doing this because it's not physically possible.
2: I guess I could see too from Christine's point of view, if the hospital didn't give them a rule to follow, why is that something that they're following? Like if the hospital who performed Isabel's surgery wasn't worried enough about something that they didn't direct them to do a specific thing, why is it in this list?
1: This is where Cody gets all upset. I mean, you can mock it or you can find a way to live with it and do it. Are you too lazy to just do a few chores? I don't know. Apparently you are. (laughs) The The nanny's doing the chores. You're not doing the chores.
2: Yeah. And that was in response to Janelle because she really was not having it. It was like, well... I guess, Cody, I'll just leave your birthday gifts at your front door, which was a real fucking dig because it's the end of October and Cody's birthday is not until mid-January.
1: Yeah, guess. well, I think, yeah, at that point, Janelle was frustrated because she's like, well, I guess we're not getting together for Thanksgiving or right. Christmas.
2: And guess what? Fuck off for your and birthday, I too. I guess,
1: yeah, we'll just figure that out <laughs> when we get to it. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it.
2: Yeah. So him saying it was, it, they're lazy, that too was just like, let's not debate lazy Let's not throw that word around when we have hired help in one of the homes where there are five capable human beings present to take care of two small children.
1: Well, I'm capable. (laughs) Eh. There's some mental concerns, but Robin doesn't think this is that hard to follow. She's been doing it for six months.
2: First problem here, Robin, you've been doing this for six months. So you knew what the rules are and nobody else knew the rules. You've been hoarding the rules.
1: That's what's going on. And the, yeah, the mental breakdown aspect of it becomes the concern. Cause Janelle's like, if I had to follow these rules as written for six months, I would lose my mind. Whereas Mary has been quarantining, has been following her, these rules for six months and is very clearly starting to lose her mind. <laughs> but I think this might be out of all the reasons that we've discussed about how Robin has been following all these rules magically and nobody else has had access to these rules. Mary has been following these rules. I don't think Cody wanted a physical list of rules so that Mary could follow them because then it means that he would have to slip her back into the rotation again. And I don't think Cody can handle that. <laughs> I think you're right. He's, he's trying to avoid this at all costs.
2: There's been something to keeping them all in the dark. That's been beneficial to Cody and Robin this whole time. And he just gets to stay at Robin's <laughs> and stay there. He shall. Mary actually laughs on the couch to herself because she'll follow any rule that Cody gives her, but she knows that won't make a difference in whether or not he's coming to her house.
1: Yeah. Cody can tell me what to do. I kind of like when he tells me what to do. (laughs) I'm being honest. I can get into that.
2: (laughs) She's hoping to upgrade this friendship from friends to friends
1: with benefits. (laughs) Right.
2: Cody's aware.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He knows. And that is why he's staying away.
2: (laughs) Then Cody says he does not have a head wife in this family. He's had plenty of wives who have tried to be. Remember when Mary was head wife?
1: Right. Yeah. Because Christine mistakenly made eye contact with Robin when she asked, so if we do all this stuff, can everyone get together for Christmas? But she was generally asking the group at large because we're having a family discussion on the topic. And Cody has to blow up and get short and ask Robin, are you, I'm sorry, are you the head of the family? Because Christine didn't make eye contact with him when she asked that question.
2: Was it not just two seasons ago that Cody was directing everyone with their problems to Robin? He didn't want them to come to him.
1: It's been happening for a long time. He
2: was directing them to Robin, but now they're all confused because they're looking to take direction from Robin or they think that Robin has some influence that they don't. And he's mad about that.
1: Right. Robin was everyone's goiter gal. (laughs) Or I mean, go to gal.
2: (laughs) That she was.
1: Robin the Peacemaker.
2: (laughs) I have to say, when Mary was a headwife, this family ran like a well-oiled machine because she was yelling at everybody.
1: Yelling at everybody equally.
2: Yes. And nobody liked her enough. So they just took it. They were all like not happy about it, but everybody listened to her.
1: Well, every family needs a common enemy. Right. And that's what happens. And so, yeah, somebody needs to fill that role. She was kind of the villain in that sense where she was disciplinarian and she had her moments, she definitely did. But yeah, I think that overall strengthened the bond within the family. It didn't undermine anything. It didn't take away anybody else's relationship. Then here came Robin. <laughs> she doesn't know how to do it.
2: <laughs> Janelle doubts this list is going to make any difference. Because even if we told them we're doing everything on the list, they are not going to believe us.
1: That's it. It's a trust thing. That is definitely it.
2: Mm-hmm. They trust a stranger, the nanny. More than they trust their family members.
1: Well, the nanny has more to give in that regard, I guess.
2: Yes, that's true. There's more benefit to having the nanny around.
1: In their opinion, yes. Clearly. This is where Robin has to start crying and build her defense. This is why it's so ridiculous to even assume that she came up with this rules. Cody is not one to be run by his wives. And how could she, of all people, mastermind anything like this? Just because you convinced Cody that these are his ideas doesn't mean that they're his ideas. It's not Inception. It doesn't work like that.
2: Christine feels like now she has the rules, so it's time to make a choice. She can follow them and see Cody, or she can keep seeing everyone else. But at least now she knows what she needs to do to have Cody in her home. Except that's not correct.
1: Right, because Janelle already had this concern. She's like, look, even if we followed these rules to a T they probably won't trust us that we are following the rules and we still won't be able to get together. So what's the point of following the rules then? So then that's what Christine starts thinking about too. I have a choice. Do I cut out all these other people in my life and follow these rules on the chance of maybe possibly being able to get together as a family again?
2: And to be clear, these rules are just to associate as a family. They are not the rules to have Cody in your home on a regular basis.
1: That was the mention in passing that Cody threw out there where I was shocked because Janelle was getting overwhelmed by this list of rules. And Cody had to explain to her, this is just so that we as a family can interact with each other socially when we choose to. These are not the rules that allows me access to your home. That's a whole other set of rules and a whole other set of level of DEF CON (laughs) situations that need to be met in order to have that happen.
2: What do you suspect is on that list? Because he was directing this at Janelle specifically when he said it.
1: A couple extra things. Number one. Garrison's got to go.
2: Yep. Kick Garrison out.
1: (laughs) That's your list, honey.
2: (laughs) Janelle and Christine are already upset by the family association list because they think that's above and beyond what most people are doing. Christine gets a little dig in there at Robin again. She understands why Robin follows these rules because she has Cody in her house every day.
1: She needs him in her house every day.
2: Again, I don't think that Christine's willing to follow these rules to have Cody come over one or two times a week. Or whenever Robin's not cooking something that he enjoys for dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And again, when Janelle and Christine are like, look, not everybody's following these guidelines this strictly. And it's like, yeah, that's why people are still getting COVID. That's one of the issues that we're facing here as a family. But then Robin gets to play the victim here because she's already made all of these sacrifices for these women, for her family, so they can spend time together, even though they haven't. But she still does to protect these people that she cares so much about in her life. Why won't they return that favor to her? Because no one likes you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to see you. Christine told you last year, we don't have to get together as a family. We really don't.
2: I'm glad that she committed to that idea before this happened. Yes.
1: (laughs) We laid the foundation, the groundwork for that.
2: (laughs) Then Christine tells Cody that she thinks they should be able to question his decisions. Cause remember this is gospel. You must do all of these things as stated. That is it. No debate. And if he thinks that that means she's undermining him, isn't that a dictatorship, not a marriage?
1: Well, it's not a partnership. That's for sure. And Christine's, Really trying to walk on the eggshells here. She doesn't want to set anybody off. She's like, I have to filter a lot of words out in my head before I say them. <laughs> but yes, I should be able to question some of these decisions. Again, if you raised this as a topic for the family and said, hey, who who all agrees that this is something that we can do as a family to take as a precaution that we can all realistically do and maintain? Do we all really need to still wipe alcohol wipes? Well, no, there's been research for this, that, and the other. Okay, then maybe we can scratch that one off the list and agree together. But that's not what we're really doing here anymore.
2: Mary was looking forward to enforcing that rule.
1: Yeah, Mary's Mary's pretty much just soaked in alcohol at this (laughs) point. Just have Mary sift through the mail. Just give it a once over, rub-a-dub-dub, and you're all done. Rub
2: those paws on the mail.
1: And you're good to go. Blindly following orders isn't a partnership, isn't a marriage. It is a dictatorship, and Christine's not here for it.
2: Speaking of Mary, we cut to her thousand-yard stare into the abyss. She seems to be realizing that she's been screwed over in all of this because she's following these rules.
1: Can we all just get along? Please. Can we all just get along?
2: (laughs) Janelle decides this list is over the top, but she will do it if it means that they can spend Christmas together. I mean, that's pretty much the only reason that she's willing to do it. But it's too much for her to do all the time because she has adult children in her home. There's too many factors at play. It isn't realistic. Not what Cody wants to hear.
1: Yeah, that's where Cody regrets not banging Janelle more because (laughs) then that would give him a little bit more pull when he's trying to blackmail her about kicking her kids out of the house. What
2: the fuck was that about? (laughs) That
1: was so weird.
2: Maybe if she was dickmatized, Man. she would just do what I wanted her to.
1: I wish Janelle was just as dick dumb as Robin is. <laughs> just half as dick dumb. That would be so great for me. The fact
2: that he thinks if he had just slept with Janelle a couple more times, he would have gotten to the top of her priority list. I don't think he's just... that good. I
1: don't, <laughs> I don't think. No amount of attempts can get him where he needed to be to make that happen. Plus, this is just super hypocritical that he accuses Janelle of coddling her kids when he lives with Robin. (laughs) I don't understand how you can make that comparison when they're both sitting right in front of you.
2: He seems to forget all of Robin's faults yet project them onto other people. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty impressive. (laughs) And
1: he also claims that his sons, Janelle's adult sons should be men. Well, Cody, you should also be a man in that situation. It would be really nice if you would be a man as well.
2: Yeah. Remember how you're leaving it to Janelle to have the conversation and kick her kid out of the house because you can't put some pants on and do it. Is What do you call it? The big boy panties as he puts it.
1: I don't have that kind of relationship with them. Yeah. As intended by God. <laughs>
2: Christine tells Cody she's going to go to Utah to see Aspen and Mitch for Thanksgiving and McKelty and Tony, yada, yada, every paid and everyone who's up there. That's what she's doing for Thanksgiving. Janelle also is not going to be around. She's going to spend Thanksgiving in Utah as well, but thanks for the list. I'll use it for Christmas.
1: I'll pass the info around and we'll be here for Christmas. Let's just plan for that.
2: How pissed do you think he was that he was forced into this conversation when both of them weren't even planning to be here for Thanksgiving?
1: Well, I mean, you were going to have to address it for Christmas, Yeah, upcoming guess, holidays still.
2: But still, he could have put it off for like another month.
1: No, this needed to happen because Mary doesn't have much to say ever, apparently.
2: Yeah, Robin felt the need to point that out. The woman who purposely does not speak up in family meetings and asks other people to go instead of her had some shit to say to Mary about not speaking up.
1: She doesn't like people stealing her moves. Okay. <laughs> but look, the little bit that Mary does say, she sheds so much light on this whole situation for us because she has been following the rules for the past six months. She hasn't seen the light of day, no other living souls. She has not been traveling, and she's still not allowed over.
2: But I guess I'll just keep doing it and waiting and waiting to be able to interact with Robin's household.
1: Just been doing it, just keep waiting. And this is where Christine and Janelle are shocked. They are shocked and appalled. This was their deep, dark fear that they had. What if I give up all my current social settings that I have for my children and interacting with people for the chance of interacting with Cody? And then I still don't get to see him. It's a reality right in front of them. Yeah, I know that you don't
2: talk to each other, but during COVID, you should have been comparing notes. How are you not knowing what's going on over there in Mary's house? Janelle was checking in. I guess she wasn't asking if she'd seen anybody.
1: (laughs) No, just if she was still alive. She was just doing pulse checks.
2: They all assumed, I guess, that Robin and Mary had been spending time together, which is funny because later Robin says that's one of the reasons why she didn't choose to interact with Mary. She thought everyone would be mad about it. But lo and behold, they all thought that Mary was getting around. She's following the rules, she's reaping the benefits.
1: Not so much, but finally, today's the day. Cody's given the green light. Robin is given the green light. Mary can schedule a play date with Ari and Saul.
2: Yeah, how condescending was that? A play date.
1: Yeah, we'll schedule a play date for you.
2: Well, the nanny will schedule the play date, to be clear. You're going to have to call, your people call her people, our people. Have your people call our people. Our person's the nanny.
1: (laughs) And Mary slips up here because then this is the little glimmer that she sheds light on the situation here. Mary has just been waiting and waiting and was told no. And Robin has to double back and stare at the ceiling and lie. No, I wasn't saying no. I was just saying that Cody needs to decide and make sure that we don't upset the rest of the family by interacting on it there. I wasn't, I wasn't saying no, I would never say no to that, but I do remember saying no in that circumstance because I didn't know what Cody was going to (laughs) say.
2: Flashback to the conversation when they were getting together with the fire pits and Cody left it up to Robin as to whether or not she wanted Mary to come
1: help with the kids. It was a big no (laughs) from Robin. She was like, nah, I don't think we should interrupt the protocol in that way.
2: Also flashback to Cody having a conversation with Mary at her house, which is more of him kind of ranting his frustrations to her. And he decided that it was okay to get closer than six feet and also to give her a hug before he left because she's been following the protocol.
1: Why didn't we have this conversation earlier? That is the moral of the story because this has deeply pained Mary. And this is a sad reality for Christine and Janelle in this moment to realize, even if I follow the rules, he still won't come around.
2: I love that this started out with that fight between Cody and Robin and Mary. Because the whole time that they talked, she stewed over this. That's what was going on in her head. She was thinking, should I say it or shouldn't I? And she pulled the trigger. (laughs) If they had all been fine with each other, I don't know if she would have said anything.
1: COVID has brought out how much they want to be a family or not. More not. More so on the not.
2: (laughs) And Cody isn't happy with the lack of loyalty in some of his marriages. That's what this is. This entire situation is a loyalty test to see who is willing to do anything to see him and who isn't. Wives and kids included.
1: The big trust fall. But now Mary has to clean up after all these bozos. They left all the papers all over the place on our our nice patio furniture out there. (laughs) But then Robin gets to hit us with the signature circle back. She's going to circle back. And then I love this too, how she forgets the rules. For a second and goes in for a hug. She's just so overwhelmed by emotion that she forgot that she
2: was supposed to social distance from Mary. More like she needed to get her gravy train back here.
1: <laughs> Look, these are yeah, these are calculated moves here. It's not her rules, remember? I had to forget about the rules for a second because they're not even my rules. They're Goldie's rules, remember? I didn't think these up. <laughs> but it's okay. A hug for Mary. God will protect Robin for that. That saintly work is what it is.
2: I'm glad Mary got one hug. She got very emotional from it. Remember, Mary said she needs, what was it, like nine hugs a day to survive?
1: To like thrive. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, look, we put it in God's hands for today, but the last six months, no, 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 no. Too risky. We're keeping it locked down.
2: Then she tells Mary to stop acting like this has been her choice. Just a reminder, it literally was her choice. When she could have interacted with Mary, per Cody, but chose not to.
1: Yeah, remember when it was your choice and you said no? And we have footage of that? And it was like two weeks ago?
2: (laughs) Then she claims that she didn't get that Mary was joking about the list at first. She gets in now,
1: but she just didn't at first. I just didn't get it, Mary. Sometimes you
2: joke, I don't get it. (laughs) And there's just no way she could have pulled something off to this degree. How would she get Cody to follow rules she made up? That's ridiculous.
1: This is like the third or fourth time that Robin is going on a grandstand about how Cody's his own man and she could never mastermind a scheme like this. And it's like, who are you trying to convince? The lady doth protest too much. Are you trying to convince us? The (laughs) audience? Are you trying to convince yourself? The rest of the family? I don't know.
2: Then she defends not seeing Mary because the others would have thought that that was a change in protocol. And they'd be mad about it, even though it literally is not a change in protocol, because if you follow the rules, you get to see other people.
1: That should be a shining example of following the rules and reaping the benefits.
2: Which is what we said in the campfire episode. And I believe we also said if they went ahead and did what they did, all it would do is prove to the other wives that you can follow the rules and get nothing from it. And that is exactly what they've taken away from this conversation today.
1: That's the lesson learned.
2: So a great success here all around, I guess. Is this how they parent their children?
1: Is this how the nanny parents those children? <laughs> I don't know. I could see how it would be very confusing in their households. But look, Mary's just glad Robin has her kids and Cody to keep her company during this time. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good one.
2: Robin uh, did not pick up at all on the fact that that was a dig. She was just like, I know.
1: It's deep shots. Because Mary has no one. (laughs) No one and nothing.
2: Robin just hates that Mary's alone. She wants her to be happy. And if she had a magic wand, which she probably does, she would wave it to make Mary happy and fix things with Cody.
1: If she had a visualization board (laughs) that she could manifest Mary's happiness, she just doesn't know how to cut that out of a magazine and glue it on some poster board, though.
2: Robin says it's really hard to be in a plural relationship where her husband has a problem in another marriage and it affects her,
1: but she can't get involved. She's supposed to stay out of it and have no say in it, even though it directly impacts her relationship with her husband.
2: Okay, flashback. Remember when she had to go to Coyote Pass and walk hand in hand with Mary and Cody?
1: The Peacemaker. (laughs) When has this woman not inserted herself into their relationship? If this is her taking a backseat and staying out of things, yeah, I don't want to see her getting involved. Man,
2: I wish the producers would be like, then explain this and then show the footage.
1: (laughs) Robin's fingerprints are all over all of these messes in the family.
2: She's living it right now. Cody's having problems with his other relationships and she's not talking about Mary. Got Christine traveling, threatening to leave. Making him sign the house over for $10. He's got Janelle who won't kick her deadbeat veteran son out of the house. Going to travel for her granddaughter's amputation surgery and things like that. And it's making her relationship really hard. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters, isn't it? Her relationship with Cody. It's the only reason why she cares. Next episode. (laughs) Man, the gifts just keep on coming, don't they? Yeah. Janelle's kids blow up and call Cody's COVID rules stupid. Later at a family meeting to plan the holidays, Cody tries to persuade some of the wives to stay in town and follow his rules. Janelle walks out on him angry and cursing.
1: It's basically Gabriel Cody lives at Robin's house and Janelle tells Cody to fuck off. <laughs> or at the very least, she tells him to piss off because <laughs> they bleep it. So I don't know what swear she used. But I'd like to think it was a nice hefty fuck off.
2: Yeah, let's imagine that we were given a a big F you. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
1: Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod.
2: Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.